I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Green Zone. Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. It flies by. Hour number three of the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Early sweat zone for Cowboy backers. Niners have moved it deep into Dallas territory, but a big stop there in second down. So a third and long for the Niners now at about the Cowboy 40-yard line here. Robbie Gold, as good as gold, one of the best kickers in the game. Probably just oh, about... Open. Seven yeah. yards outside of his range. Yeah, you right don't now. want to lose 11 yards on a passing play, and that's exactly what they did to Mitchell. So now third and 16 from the 40 yard line. Niners were minus two and a half. Play disappears because I think we have a little bit of a delay on our feed, but looks like a whistle blew. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a false start, and that's going to push the 49ers back to the 45 yard line. So we'll see how aggressive Kyle Shanahan gets here and maybe tries to do a little dump off underneath and get in field goal range for. Good as gold. Let's go back to Will Hill because, Will, I'm seeing right now Niners in the live number are laying three. We always talk about just trying to find profit. If you had the Niners in pocket, would you hop on the Cowboys right now plus three because potentially the Niners might not get points in this drive? Yeah, I might. Plus, I'm getting the ball to start the second half. Might be getting the ball here in a minute if, if the 49ers can't get any yards. Man, not only did you go back 10 yards on that play, Kittle was running wide open uh, near the goal line. That should have been a touchdown for San Francisco. Garoppolo just didn't see him or didn't have time off to see the replay again. But yeah, I guess I would grab uh, Dallas plus three, and this is a big third down here as San Fran tries to get you back in the field goal range. You there to the 35. So right. now it's going to be a long Ooh. kick. I- I'm assuming that they're going to kick it with Robbie Gold, knowing Robbie Gold. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, he's coming out here to try to make Quick this Quick update, too. Micah Parsons out of that blue 10, so he should be checking back into the game on the next drive. All right, so we'll see what happens here. But a really good play by Juszczyk and Jimmy G. Give him credit for that, for the scramble. So, again, the, the, the threes have flashed off the board as we await to see what happens here uh, as Robbie Gold's going to attempt a 52-yard field goal. But he is as good as gold, and his namesake, it looks like it is good. So, mm-hmm. Robbie Gold has given the Niners – a 10 nothing lead. That was a huge third down play for the Niners to get more points. Yeah, and great job by Kyle Juszczyk uh, going ahead and fighting for those yards because he looked like he was DOA at the 40-yard line. Gets it to about the 36. Robbie Gould is good. Now 10 nothing. Five minutes left to go in the first quarter. Niners minus 3.5 even money. 55.5 your total if you want to go money line. Niners minus $1.75. Cowboys plus 140. Too much slime right now on the Nickelodeon channel going towards the Niners backers as they've gotten the first two scores here in the first quarter. So, again, Cowboys went three and out. The defense does hold, but they're giving up too much. Uh, it looks like easy yardage so far for the Niners. So, 10 nothing, uh, San Francisco with that early lead. Okay, let's go ahead and project a little bit more. And uh, we, we talked about the Rams in some stages of elimination and in stages mm-hmm. of grief. Uh, we're going to try to get to some odds here for the Super Bowl and maybe even the MVP. Now, really, you got to extrapolate deep. Uh, into the back of your mindset here to try to figure out, one, who's going to get there, mm-hmm. two, who can realistically win it, and three, a game script to get you home with some of those numbers. So we talk about how hard sometimes it is to project first t- uh, touchdown of the day, and today was Elijah Mitchell if you had him for the Niners for the first touchdown. Let's look at the Super Bowl MVP odds, okay? And again, I just laid out kind of the three ways you have to go before you can make this wager. Where would you go for value? Because again, right now you look at Jimmy G at twenty-five to one, Dak Prescott at fourteen to one. You go, well, there's no way I'm backing Dak. They're down ten nothing in the first quarter. The shortest odds, obviously, are going to be right there with Rodgers, Mahomes, and Brady. And Josh Allen has now crept back into that conversation. At plus 650, do you have to look quarterback first, Wes, before you look anywhere else? Yeah, more more often than not, I think. But look, MVPs, we've seen Larry Brown yeah, defensively for picks. your Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, and we've seen Dexter Jackson win the MVP. Mm-hmm. So it's not always a quarterback, but more often than not, it is going to be, I remember, our Colts uh, Super Bowl victory where Peyton Manning kind of had like just an okay game, but it was kind of like a career, like a lifetime achievement right? award because it's like, well, it's it's Peyton, Peyton freaking Manning here, you know, and he finally got to the Super Bowl and he finally slayed the dragon that was the New England Patriots. And it was really Dom Rose and Joseph Adai that kind of won him the game in that nasty, rainy night in Miami running the football. But, you know, quarterbacks, I think, especially if you're big stars and if you're very popular stars, we've seen that with Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. they get the benefit of the doubt sometimes. And you did mention kind of the lead here. Josh Allen has drifted down. Number one, that's partially because they advanced. But obviously, the Bills looked great last night. So, I mean... We're, we're going to see, and it's going to be predicated, I think, on what the Chiefs do with the Steelers tonight. If they get a win but maybe don't cover, win by 7 to 10 points, all of a sudden you might see the Bills as only like a point and a half underdog because that probably would have been three, maybe even three and a half, but you're not seeing that that high of a line there. So I would say, you know, Josh Allen, the, the jury, the word is out rather on the Bills right now is what I'm trying to say. Well, you know, to your point, it's almost like in baseball, a tie goes to the runner, to the Peyton Manning. If, if there's a tie, if you will, and it looks really close as to who might win the MVP, they're going to give it to the quarterback. That's the way this thing normally breaks down. So that's why you're seeing the shortest odds on the board. If we had to go non-quarterback, 
to try to win this. And look, Derrick Henry's the interesting case study here in the first non-quarterback on the board at 14 to 1. Because if the Titans, look, we're assuming that Derrick Henry will be back next week as the Titans had the, the uh, overall buy, so they didn't have to play this week. They will play next week. We'll figure out who their opponent is. He and Tannehill have the same odds mm-hmm. at 14 to 1. In this case, is this the, the one instance where if it is a tie, they'd go to the running back because of the lifetime achievement award that is Derrick well, Henry? Well, and, and look, Derrick Henry was on pace before he got hurt in that game against Indianapolis Man. to maybe have back to back 2,000 yard seasons. You talk about a lucky prop cash in the under, under rushing yards. You never want to root for injury, but that is what I had in the VSIN Pro Football Betting Guide. And look, because he started the season, that ends up cashing. But Derrick Henry, this will be his first game back. How much is he going to be ready? And that's something that is so hard to gauge here, I think, with the Tennessee Titans. I think Henry will certainly get more support for Tannehill because I think Tannehill kind of gets a bad rap that it's like, oh, they went in spite of him. Ryan Tannehill's made some big throws really and has. big plays in playoff games. And they got to the AFC Championship a couple years ago as a wild card. So, and led yeah. in that in that championship game yes, early against in the Kansas Chiefs. City. And then it, uh, yeah, and had a big lead. And then it just, <laughs> woo. Would you talk about but, it? But to your point, they weren't far away from the Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. So I know that we always kind of look at the sexy names, and certainly Patrick Mahomes uh, in the AFC is going to be the sexy name. Don't count out the Titans here with that home playoff game and with Derrick Henry back. And that's why those odds at 14 yeah. to 1 seem like long shots, but they might, might not be as long and as And I you don't think, think you're going to see much of a drift either, depending on if it's, uh, if obviously everything holds the form and, and the favorites all win, then Tennessee is going to be hosting Cincinnati next week. Yeah. If not, then the Steelers pulled the upset here on Sunday night football tonight, then it's going to be the Steelers and the Steelers are going to be, you know, maybe not as quite of a big underdog as at Kansas city, but they're going to be well over a touchdown somewhere in that seven and a half to like nine and a half, maybe even 10 point range at Tennessee next week. So, you know, a lot of it, it's going to be predicated on the draw. If it is in fact, the Steelers, then you will see a, uh, a shortening of these uh, MVP odds and you may see them 12 to one or maybe even 10 to one because number one they've advanced and they're in the semifinals against the weakest team in the AFC so it really all depends on who these teams are going to play and it's very interesting too when you look at the first receivers on the board of course Jamar Chase is there and T Higgins is on the board at 30 to one there so they're looking at if it's the Bengals of course Joey Burrow is going to be that guy but then they got two capable wideouts potentially uh, of getting there as well with long numbers. Uh, very quickly, the Cowboys look like they've just gotten a big first down against the Niners, but there is a flag on the play. So let's see what that flag uh, holds up the Cowboys or if this is going to go against the Niners here. And it's going to be a hold against the Cowboys. That is a devastating early penalty. Oh. Uh, so the Cowboys really struggling up front from what we can guess. Uh, and it looks like that's going to be Connor Williams, and he is a problem on that offensive line. Uh, and again, that is a problem because the the defense and offensive lines right now for the Niners, respectively, are whipping the Cowboys up front. Yeah, yeah really on both sides of the ball. So that uh, gain to Lamb, 21 yards, is going to be negated third and 16 from the 13 as uh, Young Sheldon explains the penalties. Young Sheldon, by the way, explains the rules better than the NFL referees. If you saw what Walt Anderson mm. put out there yesterday, the director of officials with that inadvertent whistle in that Bengals Raiders game yesterday. You know, and I actually thought that that was a good call uh, on the holding call. And then the Cowboys, Cedric Wilson tried to do the old lateral to Pollard. And that went, he threw that all the way to Fort Worth. That went uh, woefully awry. All I would say that about this right now is 
the punt might not be the worst thing because the Cowboys have got to regroup, and that's going to set them. Uh, they're going to be punting from uh, deep in the probably about their goal line here is it's a backward pass by Cedric Wilson. The Cowboys got to calm down mm-hmm. because they're in a real danger zone here, down ten nothing and punting the football back, and you're assuming the Niners are going to get good field position. West, the Cowboys look like they're trying to pull out a lot of stops. To make something happen, their defense has to get a stop at the Niners and then settle into this football. Yeah, and now 49ers taking back over 238 left to go. 49ers minus four and a half, 52 and a half on the total, minus two and a quarter if you want to lay that money line. But you're absolutely right. They've got to settle down a little bit. I know third and 16, kind of desperate times. Wilson, uh, fortunately, through that, I mean, if you're going to throw it and it can't be caught, throw it out of bounds at least. So that could have been a very dangerous play, and 49ers could have been Johnny on the spot there. Okay, so let's see how that plays out. And again, we're seeing the, the numbers move here. Uh, just flashed off the board. The over-under now has been reset to about 53. And uh, you see a five and a half for the Niners, 52 and a half on that total. So almost where it was pre-flop, 51 and a half there. But again, this is where the big move has been made to the Niners. Wes, are you, you staying away or would you be Thinking about taking the Cowboys plus the five. Yeah, I'm probably going to stay away for for right now because the 49ers, look, Cowboys haven't proven that they can stop that run. Really, the 49ers kind of stopped themselves with that screen pass, went away from the run, lost 11 yards. That's what forced the uh, solid Gould kick for the field. All right, we'll check in uh, with Will Hill when we come back, our correspondent, on that game. So, again, Cowboy backers like me, it's not officially a sweat sweat zone time, but we're getting close. Tank Williams is going to join us uh, when we come back as well. Always love to get Tank's thought on Super Wildcard Weekend. Come on back. It is the Green Zone on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth. On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday... 
I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football season, it's here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside West Rounds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Green Zone on Vison And right now, undisciplined football leads to easy first downs. Granny Gregory jumps off sides. Yeah. Trent Boom. Williams, I think, moved there before Gregory Drum, but but nevertheless, <laughs> they don't catch the first guy. They catch a second guy. By the way, that's two penalties already on Gregory. And for Dallas, one of the reasons why Mark McCarthy gets so much grief, 127 penalties in the regular season for Dallas. That was most in the NFL, 1,103 yards. That was second most in the NFL. Dallas not helping themselves. They had third and, and five there if they, if they don't jump. Uh, should have been called on Williams, but nevertheless, it was called on, Ran, on uh, Randy Gregory. So now Dallas moving the ball in, or excuse me, San Francisco moving the ball in the Dallas territory. Niners minus six and a half, minus a dollar five, 51 and a half the current total. Tank Williams knows how important those types of flips are. You get an automatic first down versus third and 10, potentially getting them off the field. Those are huge calls that the officials miss. But we're not going to blame it on the officials as we welcome in Tank Williams. Follow him on Twitter at Tank Williams 13, a former DB in this league in the National Football League. Tank, playoff football, the small things can be the big things. What are you seeing so far in this Cowboy Niner game? Because, yes, the Cowboys are getting beaten up up front, but they also look nervy and they just got to settle down before it's too late. Definitely need to settle down. They look nervy. Uh, San Francisco, I mean, that's the thing. The Cowboys knew the San Francisco 49ers were going to come in and try to be physical on both sides of the ball. And we also know that Kyle Shanahan is a mastermind as far as, like, 
script in the first 15 plays. So he was going to look at the deficiencies that the Cowboys showed on defense and script that offense perfectly. And so with the Cowboys, what you would want to do is limit them to field goals as early as possible early in the game to make sure that you kind of keep your team in it. They were able to get a touchdown that first drive. They held them to a field goal the second drive. What they need to do now is try to force the punt, get the ball back to the offense, let them either get a touchdown or field goal, kind of square these things off, let the emotions settle down a little bit, and then we have ourselves a game. But right now, 49ers are playing solid ball. I think Shanahan did an amazing job scripting that offense to start, and so the Cowboys need a response. And right now, the end of the first quarter has come uh, in Dallas. 10-0 Niners are going to have a third and two and about their own 40 as we begin the second quarter, which will be a huge play early for that Cowboy defense. Tank, uh, when you're looking at the matchup here, and we were talking uh, just before you came on here for the segment over the break, and really what you're kind of seeing right now is we're, we haven't talked about the 49ers pass rush enough. We were talking about the Dallas mm-hmm. pass rush all before the game, but Lyle Collins uh, can't uh, block Nick Bosa one-on-one, and I think you've seen Collins kind of regress after that injury. Any matchups that you're kind of seeing out there, the game within the game individually, that need to make a turn for the Dallas Cowboys if they're going to get back in this? Yeah, I would say there are a lot of people that could block Nick Bosa. I mean, what you need to do is if if he's – and that was the thing that I was talking to a friend just messaging going into it. I said that they need to let Dak play the game how he did the past couple games where he's throwing for all these yards and looks like he's unstoppable. If Nick Bosa is able to affect Dak where he can't really see the field clearly, then the Cowboys are going to be in trouble. And that's what we're seeing right now. So I think the way to slow Nick Bosa down is one, screen plays, but two – the Cowboys' bread and butter has always been running the ball. Run the damn ball. I don't care if it's Zeke. I don't care if it's Tony Pollard. You start running the ball. You got all those dogs on the outside that can give you big plays. Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Wilson, run the ball. Suck up that defense. Hit some players over the top, and then you got yourself a ball game. So I think you have the strengths right there. The pieces have always been in place for the Cowboys. That's always been their identity. Don't go away from that. Yeah, thank Lean you. into it. Yeah, you totally get it, and that is – basically exerting your will up front, and that can lead to those big plays over the top. But you got to win the line of scrimmage right now. The Niners are winning that battle. To that end, when you look at the Steelers against the Chiefs, i got to think Mike Tomlin's message that you just gave about the Cowboys will be the same for the, uh, for the black and gold tonight in Kansas City. Win the line of scrimmage, and we give ourselves a puncher's chance, right? I know Ben Roethlisberger said, ah, I'm going to come out, we're just going to have fun, we're going to wing it and let it loose. No, this is going to be a Najee Harris football game. He is going to play today. you got to think that the, the Steelers have to think about controlling the line of scrimmage and running clock and running the football effectively, correct? Yeah, I mean, I love Mike T. I played with him his one year as a defensive coordinator in Minnesota before he got the head coaching job in Pittsburgh. And honestly, I don't care what Mike T tells him. <laughs> like, I don't feel like there's any way they're beating the Chiefs. And that, I feel like Ben Roethlisberger has the right approach. Like, that Steelers defense came out and balled out the past two games held teams to about 13 and a half points over those over that time frame. They're not going to be able to do that with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers have enough firepower on offense to go in and win this game. So I think they're going in with the right approach. Like, hey, we're almost lucky to be here. Let's go out, try to play our best game and see what happens. The only way that they can somehow stay in this game closely is, yeah, Najee Harris being involved in a run pass game. T.J. Watt doing what Nick Bosa is doing to Dak Prescott. That's how he needs to affect Patrick Mahomes. Will they be able to do that for the entire game enough to win it? I don't think so. But that's the way that they stay close, keeping Kansas City's offense off the field and keeping it close until, obviously, 
Kansas City's like the ocean. They're relentless. One way or another, <laughs> they're going to end up winning this game. But I feel like that's how they keep it close in the interim. Big uh, third down conversion, by the way, to Debo Samuel. That gets him into Dallas territory. Ooh. Now the 49ers, after they get stopped there on that first down for no game, minus six and a half, 51 and a half wow. on the total. Uh, Tank, when you look at the Kansas City game plan here, one of the things that maybe could keep Pittsburgh in the game is obviously the fact that they lead the league in sacks with 55, that they can force turnovers. They have some very good players, Fitzpatrick and Hayden, not exclusive to those in the secondary. But the Steelers against the run can be had a little bit. So the Chiefs have been kind of dared all season to run the football with those two high safeties and kind of playing some cover two underneath. Do you think Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Patrick Mahomes kind of take what the Steelers defense gives them and go ahead and maybe be a little bit more run heavy tonight? I mean, I think they will, and they should. I mean, they have Darrell Williams as long as he's healthy and can perform. We know that there's not going to be Pazette was hilarious in the game, but Darrell Williams is, I mean, he's performed well over the past couple of years, three years actually, for the Chiefs whenever he has the field in. At the same time, Derek Gore, Frank Gore's little baby step cousin, whenever he <laughs> comes in, he's able to ball out. And then Jared McKinnon as well is a good guy that they can use in the pass game, catching routes out of the back out of the backfield. So I feel like Kansas City has enough weapons to affect the game, especially with the run to be able to take either check downs, run the ball, and then be strategic, precise with how they attack the Steelers down the field. And I think that they will give them just enough plays to let Patrick Mahomes kind of do what he does with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey on over routes, things like that. But I think they'll be patient just to make sure they don't have a key turnover deep in that territory that will give the Pittsburgh Steelers some unnecessary motivation to try to keep this game tighter than what it should be. Because we both feel like Kansas City is the better team on offense defense and on special teams as well. All right, let's take a look at the game tomorrow night to conclude Super Wildcard Weekend. That'll be the Cardinals and the Rams here, Tank. And it's interesting from a DB's perspective. When you see the way Matthew Stafford's been throwing it up and other guys have been going to get it, if you're the Cardinals, yeah. say Buda Baker there in the back four, is that the way you look to try to flip this game here is make Matthew Stafford make mistakes if you're a Cardinal backer? I mean, yeah, if you look at it, the game that the Rams won, Matthew Stafford didn't turn over the ball. And he had explosive plays down the field. I mean, Cooper Cup went off. He had like over 120-something yards in the tub. But then OBJ had a long touchdown catch, I think a 40-yarder. And then Van Jefferson had a 52-yarder for a touchdown. So you have to limit those explosive plays, and you have to turn over Matthew Stafford. Both of these quarterbacks actually have been turning the ball over a lot lately. So I feel like the quarterback that plays the cleanest gives this team the best opportunity to win this game. But when I'm looking at these two teams, honestly – I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they have to be saying, like, look, we want the 49ers to win, so the 49ers end up going to Green Bay. We'll gladly take any one of these teams, the Rams or the Cardinals, and take our chances against them versus trying to uh, face any one of these teams right here that are playing. Tank got about a minute to go, but I want to stay on tomorrow night's game. What we saw at the Rams, we know that they have a lot of talent on defense, and they're capable of being as good as anybody in the league, but we saw the 49ers in the second half mm -hmm. able to run it down their throats, so is it more of a concern for the Rams' defense, or do you think it was just an aberration and just that the 49ers are maybe getting their running game going that good here at the end of the season? Nah, because if you look at it, the Cardinals were the ones who laid that, that blueprint down. Like, the Cardinals ran for, like, over 200 yards against them boys, and that's what started to train about, oh, L.A., they can't play physical ball. Mm -hmm. And after that game against the Cardinals, everybody came out say like, yo, we're going to smack you in the mouth, and what you going to do about it? And they weren't able to do anything about it when they faced the 49ers the first time. They weren't able to do anything about it when they faced the 49ers the, the last time. And so 
that should be the Cardinals' blueprint because you don't have New Hopkins. You're missing some of your weapons. That passing game really has to perform. Whether you're using Connor, Edmonds, or Kyler Murray, you need to be able to affect the game with your legs, and then that should open up some big plays down the field. Don't. Tank, we always appreciate your thoughts and your time, my friend. Enjoy the rest of Wild Card Weekend. Follow him on now, Twitter as we do. In both of those. Overs in both. <laughs> Sprinkle that tea money juice on it. <laughs> Tech Williams 13. Come on back. It's the Green Zone right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of the show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows and download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops. We've got Long Shots. We've got First Strike. Many, many more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. It is the green zone right here on VEASAN. Cowboys gave up more points. Held them the three. Yeah, 13-0. But a very interesting decision that Kyle Shanahan had. Yeah, fourth and one from the 40. And really, in terms of the models, if you look at it, was pretty even if you go for it. But it's not just numbers. Sometimes it's instinct as well. You had this yes. team on their heels. I think you absolutely had to go for it. And what I told you, because this happened right before we went to break... I think he let Dallas back in the game here by kicking that field goal is now 13 to nothing. Dallas has run the ball. Okay. The first few plays on this drive Cowboys now at midfield minus four and a half on the Niners, 49 and a half and a little bubble screen to CD lamb gets them a first down. So look, I think Dallas is scoring on this drive. I think Kyle Shanahan, absolutely. The script is tank kind of pointed out, you know, scripted good early yeah. plays, but now when you get into the game and you get into the real meat and potatoes of the game, that was just like the appetizer when you're talking about like the script in terms of plays. You gave Dallas a chance. You kind of you kind of let them have some breath a little bit. And now Dallas moving the football. You know, I, I I'm with you, and I know most people who watch us regularly on the Green Zone probably thought, oh, I would be the advocate of the field goal there. No, I would have no, gone for it. No, because I'm I'm a tone and tenor guy. I'm a feel for the game guy, not following the book. And the feel for the game said. The Cowboys couldn't stop them from making a yard right there at, what, about the 20-yard line. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was an automatic chippy for Robbie Gold. But I'm with you. I would have gone for it early, see if you could have made this a three-score game, 17-0 potentially. And I'm with you. It feels like the momentum might shift back to the Cowboys here as they've got a, a third down. Get Dak a- on the move, by the way. Not go. necessarily running the football, but that little play-action bootleg you're getting guys wide open, and Wilson was wide open. Now the Cowboys have another first down. They've got life down in Dallas with the first down now. Finally getting some first downs on this drive here. So, again, the Niners eating up a lot of clock. Dak now on the move to your point here, Wes. Let's see if they can capitalize and get six. And if you do, and all I was saying from a Cowboys perspective is settle down, boys. Get into the feel of this game. Don't get blown out in the first 15 mm-hmm. minutes. If Kyle Shanahan goes for that and gets it, and then you're down 17 nothing. You're yeah. really pressing from that point on. So it looks like the Cowboys starting to get their sea legs. Six minutes to go here. The over might be dying a quick death, but you get the feeling that this game's going to open up. Yeah, I would think so. And if you look right now at uh, at BetMGM, I believe the total 49 and a half, just a little bit under pace. But look, 
if Dallas keeps moving the ball here, especially if they get seven, you'll see that back up to about 52 and a half or 53. And they're going to have a third down, about third and six from the 20. They're going a little bit more tempo here as well. So we'll see if the Cowboys can capitalize with points here. Let's get back to stages of elimination or grief for the mm-hmm. fan base, as I like to say. And how about the Chiefs? Okay, they're the two seed. They feel like the one seed. Even though they play and they've got the Steelers today, they're the biggest favorite on the board. If you think they're going to lose tonight, well, then you're going to take that plus 550, basically money line, mm-hmm. right? And then again, I just want to advance to the Super Bowl or to win it is almost identical a plus 450 or plus 500. Is this a Super Bowl team in your eyes? And if so, would you play both sides to make sure you make a profit? Yeah, if you're looking at the Chiefs, if 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 they go ahead and win, and uh, by the way, let's uh, let's stop this discussion because the slime is now in the Cowboys' end zone. Let's Amari go. Cooper with a touchdown, thirteen to six, extra point going to be pending. So look, Back now a one-score game. It could have been a three-score game if Kyle Shanahan elected to go for it on that fourth and one and. They made him pay for that decision. Nice little slot fade route there by Amari Cooper. And this is where we thought the Cowboys might have some advantages. Dak's all fired up. PAT pending here with Greg Zerline. But to the point, what really changed that there was the running game early in this drive mm-hmm. to set up that it strike. It opened it up. It absolutely opened it up. And Amari Cooper, one-on-one, goes ahead and wins that matchup. Extra point is going to be good here. So now 13-7, left to go. We will wait for the price here at BetMGM. But all of a sudden, we got a one-score game. Man, Ooh. it could have been a three-score game. Boy, uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, he may live to regret that yeah. decision. He certainly is in the short term. We'll see it in the long term. I'll expect a fired-up defense here for the Cowboys to come back out there. They have not made a Jimmy G and the Niners offense punt yet. Three drives, three scoring possessions, a touchdown, two field goals. Let's see the Cowboy defense. Yeah, and a new price, by the way. Like I said, that total is going to rise. It uh, went down to like 48 and a half, now back to 51 and a half, pretty much what it was pre flop. 49ers minus two and a half at BetMGM. Money line minus $1.50 on the Niners, plus 120 on the boys. And let's go back out to our correspondent for this Cowboy and Niner game. He is Will Hill. Again, follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Will, I was getting nervous. I'm still nervous, but you got to feel better after Kyle Shanahan elects for the field goal instead of going for the fourth and one. Yeah, it's the old Denny Green line. We let them off the hook. I mean, they really let you <laughs> off the hook there. I mean, you got a million plays there. You got a million weapons, things you could do with Samuel, Kittle, play action, Mitchell. 17 nothing's a lot different. 13 nothing, not only in terms of uh, the scoreboard, but just psychologically. Now, 13 7, it's anyone's game. Hell, if you get a stop here, you're in good shape. You get the ball back in, in the middle eights in your favor because you get the ball to start the second half. Did not like the decision. Uh, this is now a, a big drive for San Francisco. There's some pressure on them to get some points before you give Dallas maybe back-to-back possessions here. Yeah, well, it's a great point. I think all three of us are in unison that we would have all gone for that. And again, this is not, at least in my opinion, an analytically driven decision. Mm -hmm. It was a domination decision that they couldn't stop, run behind Trent Williams. I mean, that offensive line for the Niners having their way with the Cowboys and will to that point now, when you look at the new lines that that Wes just laid out there, Cowboys still getting three. Is this a hotback spot again? And we're, we're always trying to, advise the the in-game better if you've got the Niners in pocket plus three and a half and then you take the Cowboys now plus three you can't lose is is that a smart way or is that like some people go I don't want to hedge my bet yeah he could go either way with it I mean again you don't want to just cancel out a winner if you like the Niners right. all week then you jump on Dallas and Niners end up winning the game by a touchdown you're like, I feel like an idiot like, what did I do I just canceled out my win right uh, I don't think it's a bad angle though even if you get away with a field goal here if you're if you're Dallas back-to-back possessions you started to maybe figure some things out. If you can block them, I think you can move the ball. So, yeah, I would probably lean towards Dallas here plus the two and a half in game. 
All right, and then now the number sitting at a 51, which is basically where it was pre-flop here with 13 to and 7. And this is a huge drive, obviously. I don't want to overstate the obvious here, but this is a huge drive for Kyle Shanahan and the Niners because you feel like not necessarily put them away, but they would have put them one foot on a banana peel, one foot in the grave, so to speak, being up three scores very early. So we'll see what the uh, play call it is. And once you got to go away from Man. the script, once you got to go to now more situational play calling, we'll see how Cal Shanahan and this 49ers offense responds. And as a Cowboy backer, I want to see if that Cowboy defense can stand up, get some pressure, and maybe force a turnover, which has been a bugaboo for Jimmy G and company uh, throughout this season. But right now, 13-7, to Cowboys have some new life. Let's get back to stages of elimination here mm-hmm. uh, while we have some time here as the Cowboys kick off. The Niners begin at the 25-yard line. And we mentioned the Chiefs and Super Bowl or bust for this team. And that means they'd have to go on the road eventually if Tennessee were to win their first game. But I got to think that most people, and potentially the Buffalo Bills next week, this is not going to be easy for Kansas City if you just go, oh, I'm going to lock him in for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because there will be a couple games there where you're going to have to, it might get dicey. Yeah, absolutely. Is uh, Jimmy G going to go deep here? He is going to find Brandon Ayuk, and that is in Cowboys territory, now down to the 38-yard line. But back to the Chiefs here really quickly. The divisional round, the stage of elimination, I believe these prices were as of this morning, was plus 175. That's probably going to go a little bit lower because I do believe that the Buffalo Bills. Now, now if the Chiefs go ahead and waylay the Steelers like they did three weeks ago, Mm -hmm. the thing is they're not going to get a lot of credit for that win necessarily because it's like, oh, you should beat the Steelers. They're the worst offense in the playoffs. You should kill these guys. So, but if they only win by like, you know, a possession or so, like about seven, or if it's a close game, you're going to see the bills get a lot of love. I think because they were the most impressive team that we have seen at the playoffs. They look like an absolute juggernaut. I think they only got stopped basically at the end of the game because the game ended. It's I a, mean, they had you a know, perfect game. Essentially. They, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the best offensive games. I think, however, they measure that in terms of the history of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So bills are going to be kind of the public underdog next week. And, and look, they already beat the Kansas city chiefs. They're right. the ones that kind of exposed for the rest of the league. Hey, play these two high safeties and, make Mahomes throw it short, make him run the football so they can't take deep shots all over the field. And they laid that blueprint like Tank talked about with Arizona That's against right. the Rams running the football in that first meeting. So, you know, this is going to go down a little bit, but I might take the, if you want to call it contrarian favorite next week, assuming we're getting oh. Bill's Chiefs if the Chiefs win – and part of that is hedging out of a Bill Super Bowl position as well. <laughs> I have but one of those as well. Yeah, so that might be what I would do. So, you know, this the divisional round is obviously going to be the shortest price because it's the next game, but it's going to go down even more because Buffalo is going to get a ton of support in the market as now Dallas going to try to hold here third and six. Huge that big play. play. Look, uh, Trayvon Diggs, uh, you know, pick your poison a little bit here. Sometimes he's really good and sometimes he can really get got as it looks like the Cowboys are going to hold here, are going to be well, fourth and down. I wonder if they're going to try the long field goal here with uh, Robbie Gold, who is money, and it looks like Jimmy G's walking off the field. I will say this about the big play to Brandon Ayuk. Trayvon Diggs baited Jimmy G, and he beat him on a, on a move up, but I don't mind that as a Cowboy backer. They're trying to find the turnover and see if Jimmy G will make the mistake. We'll discuss and tell you what the new numbers are when you come back with us in the Green Zone right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer in the pro football playoffs. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. And if either team scores a touchdown in the game you're watching, you're going to win $200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy the playoffs like never before and earn M-Life rewards that you can redeem at any MGM Resort. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if either team simply scores a touchdown in the game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Green Zone right here on Beeson. I believe we've reached the two-minute warning in Dallas. 16 to 7, Niners. Well, it is an injury timeout. Injury Not timeout. quite yet the two-minute warning, by the way, it is Jordan Willis who is down injured during the play. Uh, they've gone to break. So return list is questionable, obviously, because he's down, but we don't know what it was. Zeke up the middle for no gain there. So it is going to be a third and one with 242 left to go. 49ers still have two timeouts. Dallas has three. So look, we'll see if Dallas dares to run the football again. By the way, minus three and a half, minus a dollar five on the 49ers, 51 and a half on the total. Money line, minus 190 on San Francisco, plus 155 on Dallas. So going to be a third and short at Dallas's own 34-yard line. You just got stuff, mm. so it takes a little bit of gumption. It's like, okay, we're going to run it right at him again, and we'll see what Dallas elects to do on this play. All right, so let's go back out to Will Hill watching this game here. 228 to go. Cowboys all three timeouts. It's, it is a critical third and one here, Will, for the Cowboys down nine. And uh, certainly if, if they want to try to control this middle eight that we always talk about a lot on the Lombardi line. Yeah, I might sneak it here. I need this first down if I'm Dallas. I can't give San Francisco the ball with any time left. They're going to run it. That's and close. Are... I think he's a little short there based on Ooh, the initial. I thought he had it live. That's close. We're going to see the spot here. It's going to be very close. They, but... they got a good spot there, I think. It's yeah, going to go down to the two-minute warning. So they're going to take a look at this here. But, Will, to that point, gentlemen, let's just play Mike McCarthy getting the head coach's headset here. If they're an inch short, you got to go for this, don't you? Wow, who is this guy, Wes? Yeah, you do have to go for <laughs> We're it, wearing right? him down, Will. We're wearing him down. Hey, I've always been a situational guy. I'm not a book guy. I'm, I'm a guy that goes by the situation. And I think it would be just too critical here to try to get six inches, Will, to keep this drive going before the half. Yeah, especially you got a big quarterback, an athletic quarterback. You just take the snap, kind of stick the ball out. They're very generous when they give the first down. So if you don't get the first down, boy, it, 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 it's a fascinating decision. I, I think he probably would go for it. Boy, it, the flip side, if you don't get it, Niners are right there. but. I think it's a, a risk you probably have to take. I do think they'll give him the first down, uh, which sets up a, a two-minute drill here, which uh, any sort of points puts the first half over in, in play here, puts that to the window, which I would like. Um, but a big play coming up, a big sequence coming up. Uh, Dallas gets the ball to start the second half. You know, One good. thing I, I noticed, two things I, I should mention. Kittle doesn't look healthy to me. Uh, he just doesn't look 100%. And Garoppolo got hit on that last yes. play, that third down, kind of favoring his hand, kind of wincing. Uh, that could be a big development if he's not 100%, which he might not be. Yeah, and speaking of maybe not looking as healthy as they once were, Ezekiel Elliott, maybe it's not health. Maybe it's just a little career regression here, if you will. Credit to him for fighting for that first down. Mm. But 
man, I'm getting a lot of feedback on the timeline about maybe a little bit too much Zeke Elliott here and not enough Tony Pollard in that running game and not enough Dak where they probably should have just snuck it there on third down. Well, as I've said to you throughout the season here on the green zone, he's the the highest paid fullback right now in the league (laughs) is Ezekiel Elliott. But look, it's not really that big a a knock here, Will, because they have to use him almost like a short yardage guy here because to Wes's point, the burst just isn't the same as you get with Pollard. When you look at Jimmy G taking that shot in the thumb, I saw the same thing you did, Will, which is the pass rush of the Cowboys is starting to get closer to home. If they can score before the end of the first half, they are getting the ball here in the second half to begin. Is there a point for the in-game better where you look at the Cowboys' money line to come back and win this game? Is there... Is there a scenario there where that would make some financial sense? Even if you had if you had the Niners plus three and a half, you might get that middle. Yeah, I mean the three and a half is so tempting because especially what looks like it's going to be a close game. Uh, that three and a half, you know, getting the hook there is big. But yeah, you're right. If you can get points here, you get the ball to start the second half. That plus one fifty five is certainly enticing. All right, so let's see what the Cowboys do here as they begin this two-minute offense. They did get the first down with Zeke at the 35-yard line. So Dak going to take to the airwaves here. Uh, an incomplete looking for Cedric Wilson. So, again, two timeouts for the Niners, mm-hmm. three for the Cowboys. Ooh, he, he did have him, just a little yep. bit of a high throw there, Wes. But this is a critical drive, not only for, for Will for the first half uh, over here for any points, but certainly for the Cowboys to really get back in this game, knowing they get the ball uh, to start the second half. Yeah, and uh, now that line adjusts to minus three and a half plus a dollar forty-five on the uh, or dollar five rather for the 49ers, 51 and a half. Sorry, got uh, distracted by, by the, the slime. slime there. I don't know. That was random slimage uh, in this game. Tries to hit Zeke there on a little Ugh. flat pass. That was not going to work from the get-go. So now third and 10 for the Cowboys. But here's where you flip the script here, gentlemen, because if the Niners can get a stop here in third and 10, nine seconds have gone off the clock and two incompletions. You've got two timeouts. Boy, this is where it gets dicey for the Cowboys because the last thing you want to do is give the Niners an opportunity to score with that nine-point lead before halftime. So we'll see how this plays out on third and ten. We'll let Will get back to that. And, Will, we'll get back to you when we get to halftime here, and we'll take a look at some second-half numbers once they are adjusted. But this feels like a critical play here, at least to close out the first half if you're a Cowboy backer, to at least keep the Niners off the field. And Dak Prescott has got time. He's got a first down. And that is a huge play for the Cowboys. Use that offense. tight end. We were talking Dalton about Schultz. it. Schultz uh, with the big tight, uh, or big first down there now to the 47-yard line. Still three timeouts here for and, Dallas. So still plenty of time just on the other side of midfield. And at some point, if I'm Mike McCarthy, I almost want to play keep away. I'm not, you know, look, you get points, you right. take points. But yeah, yeah. If the worst case scenario is you're getting three points and making it a one-score game, you'll you'll take that. If the Niners obviously. can't yeah. get the opportunity to score again. So that's how critical that third down conversion was for the Cowboys. As again, they still have all three timeouts, and Dak now has the Cowboys into Niner territory with a completion of Amari Cooper. They're going to have a second and short about the 42-yard line. We do want to get to one more uh, stages of elimination. And I know people are going to go, well, Steelers, mm-hmm. it's today. It's in Kansas City. They're getting 12 and a half points. There's a dead dog on the board. If you think they can pull off the outright upset, well, you're going to play a money line today. Because if not, you got to lay 700. You're going to minus mm-hmm. 700 if you think they absolutely have no chance of winning this game. But if you think they can pull this off, can they win two games at plus 575? That seems like a high a big uh, road to hoe there. Man, with this offense, Oof. though, I mean, we we have seen Ben just look 
what did he throw in that game against the Browns on Monday night? Like he threw like 50 passes for somewhere around 130 <laughs> yards or something, something just absolutely ridiculous. But somehow, some way, Steelers did find their way into the playoffs. They play good defense. Uh, as it looks like the Cowboys may get a reprieve here. That may be a targeting Let's penalty. Let's see. We got or a hold actually, against it's going Cowboys. to be a holding. I thought uh, on first glance that might have been helmet to helmet, so holding on Dallas. But anyway, back to the Steelers. Look. I'm kind of trying to talk myself in. I have no idea why, but I am on the Steelers of of the first half at plus seven and a half. Mm. And by the way, if you can get that, you know, minus 110 instead of having to pay extra big, because I think right now at BetMGM, you'd have to pay 115 for uh, for the extra hook here. But I do think the Steelers can hang in maybe for a half at least, where the defense is going to be good enough, keep... Kansas City at bay. We know Mahomes, the turnover luck, maybe not as great as it was last year. So, yeah, look, I think the Steelers are going out tonight, but am I going to lay 700? No. No, not at all. Very quickly, back to the game here. Leo Collins held Nick Bosa. Uh, that wasn't the worst part of the play for Bosa. You got friendly fires. He was falling down to the ground. And Bosa, now we have a stoppage of play in Dallas. Mm-hmm. As they attended Bosa, did not look good. Uh, shot to the head. Look. If you, if you've known me for any length of time, I never root for injuries. I don't care who you're rooting for here. You hate to see that from one of the game's best players in the league. I hope Bosa's okay, but that didn't look good. But again, we'll see. Uh, they're tending to him right now on the field at, at Texas Stadium uh, at AT and T Stadium as the Niners uh, have backed up the Cowboys first and twenty. Yeah, about a minute ten to go here before halftime. Yeah, so uh, uh, w- uh, just collided head first with his teammate DJ Jones. So. Uh, We'll see. I mean, Micah Parsons took a blow earlier. Obviously, everything is different, and he did return about 15 minutes later. So hopefully, uh, never want to see anybody injured that uh, Nick Bosa can come back. By the way, it is first and 10 from the San Francisco 39-yard line. Uh, That was a holding that was enforced. Niners minus two and a half, 50 and a half on your total. All right, so let's see how the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy elect to play this going forward with that first and 20 now in that long situation after the holding penalty. Again, the one thing, even if you get no points, is you don't want the Niners mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to score here. So it's yeah, you want to keep the ball That's last, it. absolutely. And it is going to be first and twenty from the forty-nine yard line as we do return from play. One nineteen left to go. Still three timeouts for Dallas, so still right. plenty of time. I'm getting sweaty palms here, Wes. We need something before the half for those Cowboys down sixteen-seven. We'll update you and the updated second half numbers when you come back with us on the Green Zone right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.